Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. On a mixtape just around the corner Did a lot in California Can't wait to drop this on you Yeah, they gon' have fun with that Smash like song and my song's gonna break through like a running back Hey everybody, welcome back to a surprise drop on the podcast for a Tuesday morning and I hope wherever you are that your week has gotten off to a really good start and perhaps maybe, just maybe, you're enjoying a lovely fall morning like we are here in Vancouver, BC or wherever you are in the world and it is currently nice and sunny once again so definitely no complaints for me because we don't get enough sun here usually. Anyhow, not here to talk about the weather. Yesterday, Tim Haraney and I from the TSN uh, Racing Pod, we sat down to record a reaction show for his podcast just regarding the news that uh, broke earlier on Monday that the FIA announced that Red Bull and Aston Martin weren't in compliance with the 2021 cost cap. Tim and I discussed that at length as well as a bunch of other news stories that were making the rounds over the weekend because it has been quite a busy time in the Formula One and the racing world in general over the past uh, couple of weeks. So we just uh, sat down for about 30 minutes or so to cover all of those things. And of course, this situation with Red Bull and Aston Martin, this is a developing story. And I'm sure by the time that Hammy and I sit down on Thursday to record the regular weekly show for our podcast, there will be a lot more material to add to this ever developing story. So keep an eye out for that. Dropping into your feeds late Thursday night or Friday morning, depending where you are in the world. And keep a lookout on Thursday night. Hopefully Hammy and I have uh, some time to reboot the spaces chat on twitter if you want to follow us uh, at scootery f1 pod look for that to kick off about uh, somewhere between 6 and 7 p.m pacific time or 9 to 10 p.m eastern time uh, love to have you guys all out if you can come and chat for an hour or so it's always a lot of fun that's enough for me for uh, for right now enjoy the pod uh, with tim and myself and we'll catch you guys again on thursday night enjoy bye for now Welcome, everyone, to the TSN Racing Pod. If you want more TSN Racing Pod, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Head on over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Again, all that stuff really helps us a lot. If you want more from me, you can get me on social media at Tim Haraney. It's emergency pod time, and joining me is uh, Mr. Mark Daly. You can get him at Scuderia F1 Pod on social. Uh, Mark how are you? Happy thanks, Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, thanks, thanks, brother. Yeah, I'm good. You know, like as we were just saying before we we went to air here, that the that the pants are a little bit tighter because we did our big Thanksgiving dinner yesterday. So today's kind of like a, a sit still and kind of relax and chill out kind of day. But I'm good. Thanks for the invite <laughs> nice. on this somewhat impromptu emergency pod. Mm-hmm, absolutely, it was a it was it's a busy news day in the racing world. Um, We'll start with the news that hit this morning on Monday morning. I got a I got a message around ooh, just before 11 a.m. that some news was coming down the pipeline, and lo and behold, the FIA issued certificates of budget cap compliance. 
Uh, and Mark, they found that uh, Red Bull Racing was in procedural and minor overspend breaches, while Aston Martin was in a procedural breach. Um, were you surprised by that? I mean, you know, I remember when we were in Singapore and, you know, Total Wolf was was speaking about a team that was in more of a um, material breach, which is a major overspend. Um, you surprised at all uh, at the uh, the FIA's uh, findings here? Sort of, kind of, but not really, because I mean that that these rumors have been around for what about a week or ten days now? Like say ever since before Singapore, or just in around that race weekend. But, you know, when it's kind of like from sources, and I'm using the inverted commas here, you know, <laughs> if anybody, you know, wants to get a visual, mm-hmm. it, it's it's always like a little bit difficult to really determine. Like, is this legit? Is this just rumor? Is this an actual leak? Like, we thought it was like, you know, Hammy and I talked about an R-Pod on Friday. We, we thought it was strange, you know, like timing, if it was to be like a, like a whistleblower. We thought, well, wouldn't a whistleblower more be in the event of all 10 teams get their certificates of compliance and then somebody comes up and says, mm-hmm. no, 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 I was in on the process and actually teams A, B, and C were in material overspends or minor overspends or whatever. So this isn't uh, legit. But this is surprising from the point of view that Christian Horner's been pretty adamant during this time that they were within the cap. They submitted everything in time. He said he was involved with the procedure, that they had a major accounting firm involved to do this uh, process for them. And, you know, I was willing to take him at face value, right? Because, I mean, you, you look at the people that have really committed egregious deeds in Formula One. Mm-hmm. They've basically become persona non grata and disappeared from, from the sport. And Red Bull, I think it, it's just... To do it purposely, it just with, with so much on the line, I, I find it at this point really hard to swallow. Like, I, I mean, if evidence comes out to like prove to the contrary, you know, I'm of course, you know, I'll take that uh, under consideration and examine it closely. But to to think that maybe they did it on purpose, I, I I can't buy it. But I can see the the inadvertent overspend, which then kind of leads to the question: is like, what the heck were the accountants doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Williams Racing had a previous procedural uh, breach. Um, I think it was theirs was back in in May 2022. They agreed on a, an accepted breach agreement um, that they were in a procedural breach, and that costed them around I think it was around twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Um, because of that. And so this is kind of where the, the cost cap administration has, I think, several options uh, when dealing with an alleged breach of the um, financial regulations. Uh, and so just for some context, it can, it can enter uh, into a settlement, which is referred to as an accepted breach agreement um, with the team... Uh, that has, you know, broken these rules, uh, even for a minor overspend breach or a material or a procedural breach. Um, and if a, an agreement can't be reached, um, the cost cap administration considers it more, I guess, a- appropriate, uh, and it can refer the case to the cost cap adjudication panel. I, I think if you're a team, daily, that's somewhere that you just don't want to be. 
<laughs> no, hundred percent right. But but maybe we should just kind of lay it lay it out here for everyone because you've thrown out a couple of terms. You got procedural, minor, and material breaches. So procedural is like if you or I we don't submit our personal income tax by tax filing day. For, for the previous year that has all that information in it, that that's the same sort of thing that you got your minor overspend and your material overspend or breach. So minor is anything up to 5% of the, the budget cap, which was 145 million. So plus minus 7 million bucks and material overspend will exceed that 5% or $7 million. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Right. And, you know, just, I'm trying to get my minds around all these new terms. Cause I only just really figured out what DRS what? meant like two weeks ago. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know, it's just, uh, it's funny, right? Because like, you know, we've all been saying, oh, you know, like the the cost cap, this is like a great idea to keep spending under control and bring some structure to Formula One that, you know, the the big teams just can't wildly go spending whatever they want, like half a billion dollars or whatever it is in some cases. And you look right now, some of the teams like on the grid night are, they're they're struggling to spend up to this $145 million. So I kind of like in the way that it, it levels it. And the thing is, if it's in, in, in place it's got to be monitored it has to be inf- enforced there can't be anything yeah sure you know you can spend up to 145 million dollars or i guess we're getting to 130 eventually right but if you go over then you know there's there's a luxury tax it's like i i don't like that idea that you see like the luxury tax you see in other sports is either like you spend up to the cap and that's it and then over then there's big penalties to, to be had so it's interesting now to see where they go. And, you know, if you look, I, I just pulled up here on my screen the, and I was just kidding about the DRS thing. I knew that a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I was just looking here at the uh, the uh, the statement from Red Bull. And they said, quote, we note the findings of the uh, FIF minor overspend be- breaches of the financial regulations with surprise and disappointment. Our 2021 submission was below the cost cap limit. So we need to carefully review the FIA's findings as our belief remains that the relevant costs are under the 20. 21 cost cap amount. Despite the conjecture and position of others, there is, of course, a process under the regulations with uh, the FIA, which we will respectfully follow while we consider all the options available uh, to us, end quote. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting, right? I mean, they, they, they seem pretty confident in their, their own position. So I guess it's interesting how they've presented the numbers to the way that the FIA and their accounting team is interpreting the numbers. And obviously there, there's a gap between the two the, the, the two parties. And who whoever thought that we'd be sitting here on a racing pod discussing <laughs> yeah, exactly. financial regularities. It's just like, yeah, Max's car was in breach of the regs or Lewis's car was in breach of the regs or whatever it was. Yeah, sure, that's part of the sport, but it's just like, okay, let me grab my tax, tax law manual here and so let's start from, flipping from through that this Red bad Bull. Boy. Statement. I mean, it doesn't sound like this is an uh, we're we're. It doesn't sound like we're in the territory of a accepted breach agreement. So an ABA, um, and some of the penalties, you know, that we can mention, that you know, it can be up. Like, it can be a public reprimand, a deduction of constructors or drivers, championship points, uh, exclusion from events, limitations on arrow testing or i mean even a fine you know like i was saying you know, williams did enter an aba for their procedural procedural breach and i just uh, that statement from you know red bull racing i mean it feels like they will be willing to work with the fia but 
I think the FIA and, and, and RBR will have to discuss and, and and I think the FIA is going to have to f- try and find a way to get them to comply with an ABA and get them to admit that their their interpretations of the cost cap is is not right and just see mm-hmm. kind of what mm-hmm. happens you know from there. Um, I feel like like the ABA may have a I guess a, a less uh, aggressive punishment. Um, and they also can't protest either, right? If they if they do uh, agree to that, but if they don't want to sign up to an ABA and they feel that they're they're in the right, then this thing gets handed over to the cost cap administration board, and they can give a ruling and a punishment, and and I believe that's comprised of anywhere from six to twelve randomly selected judges. And I don't necessarily think that's a great idea if you're if you're Red Bull, you know. I mean, take your chances with with that, and then your, your punishment. I think at that point would I don't know, Daly would have to be a little more severe. Yeah, I, I guess it really depends, like on how confident they are in their numbers, right? In the way that they've come up with the um, you know their their cost cap submission, and I can. I can't imagine that they just would have gone to like mom and pop accounting, like like um, Christian Horner said earlier this week that one of the firms there, the, the firm that they engage is like one of the big three. So you can kind of pull from there. What are the say that the top three or five accounting firms that have like a global presence? And of course, those would be the kind of people that Red Bull would be going to. And I find it like really kind of hard to, I kind of struggle with the fact that, you know, you have all these brilliant accounting minds in a big accounting firm, whoever it is, that kind of could drop the ball on this sort of thing. And, and you know, as a professional myself, I, I kind of struggle with like the, like the, you know, the, the sort of unspoken, devious, you know, you know, you know purposeful sort of like overspend and then sort of like these, uh, you know, a way to sort of sweep it under under the rug. I, I would find that because then you're you're talking about something completely different, right? Because then that's that would be potentially um something that was done on purpose and it was it was meant to deceive and you know that that's a whole other level of of male, uh, malevolence. And I could see if it was like in a situation and I'm I'm not talking about anybody in specific. I want to be very careful here because I don't want to libel or slander anyone. I'm just saying in general, I could see like if you had like an internal accounting team in any um, entity kind of like try and manipulate the books in your favor. But I struggle when you're like, say, like a, a uh, an entity like Red Bull Racing and you've got this structure you need to work within and then you're trying to be transparent and be work within it. So you go to an external body and one of these big accounting firms saying, this is what we've got. These are our numbers. We need to work together with our internal accounting people who are going to track everything. Here's all our budget sheet items and expenses and income and all that. And this is how we need to make it work. And then we need to know, hey, are we getting close to it? So, you know, long story short, I would struggle more to see, you know, like a larger level conspiracy when you involve, you know, multiple entities and companies and people. I just I, at this point, I couldn't buy it, especially in this day and age. And like I'm saying off the top, Tim, like that that would just be... I don't know. I mean, we we're all used to seeing like you know, Formula One, like you know, like trying to see like you know finding loopholes in the regs to try and get that you know that extra tenth of a second of like per lap out of the car. But this, you know, I struggle to find anything really you know underhanded going on at this point. So, like I said, I, I'm kind of willing to you know, believe them at this point. 
And I think, like you say, I think it's in their best interest to work with the FIA at this point to 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 figure it out because you go to like the arbitrator to this panel, then it's going to scale up in terms of punishment and outcomes. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it could go to, it could probably at some point end up in a court if it really, things really want to go that far, like a real court. <laughs> so I think it's, um, it's, it's going to be... I mean, I think like, a, you know, a lot of the teams would want maybe not the FIA to make an example of somebody, but just to show that, you know, that this cost cap breach has, there there are some, it, it is a serious penalty, but at the same time, you don't want to penalize them too harshly. And you don't want to, and I think for FIA, the, the FIA, mm-hmm. you don't want to parse them, punish them too harshly, but you also don't want to punish them too lightly because you, you don't want teams flirting with, flirting with that line. Um, and I know mm-hmm. the teams don't want that either because they all signed up to this and it would just be, it would be a blown exercise if it doesn't work. Right. And, I don't, and that's not good. It's not good for Formula One. It's not good for the show. It's not good for the racing on the track mm-hmm. either. Um, and I don't necessarily think you want the teams losing confidence in this system, like the, especially the cost cap system. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what uh, the FIA and um, yep. Red Bull Racing agree to do in which direction... Um, this thing heads in. I mean, the 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 level of which that this could go to is pretty drastic. I think at the same time, we also don't know how much is Red Bull over. Um, there's a Dutch motorsport reporter, Eric Van Heren, and he's saying that it's around two million dollars. He's reporting mm-hmm. that it's around two million dollars in, in, in overspend from Red Bull. And that falls obviously into a minor breach and 
seven million dollars is kind of around that five percent level and that's quite a bit of money like seven million dollars i mean two million dollars is quite a bit of money too right like teams can do a lot with that but they can do even more with a you know a a, a bigger spend like seven million um Mm-hmm. And it depends where I guess that money uh, goes to. Does did it go to the car? Did it did it go to off track things? Uh, where did it end up? And so I think there's definitely going to need to be some sit down conversations uh, happening between the FIA and and um, and Red Bull and Aston Martin as well. They're in a uh, procedural breach, so can't really forget too much about them either. I mean, they also have to go through this process and and deal with the FIA at the same time. Um, Daly, in your opinion, how important is this for them to get this thing uh, right? Even though it's only the first year of of the cost cap, and I mean, we do know how important it is, but just this one moment, how important do you think it is for 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 the FIA to get it right? I think it's it's very important, Tim, on a couple of angles. Number one, it's uh, the beginning of the presidency of Mohammed bin Suleim, so this will kind of set the tone of what his presidency is going to be like. But also, it's the first year of the cost cap, so this also kind of sets the precedent, okay, moving forward, if you're in any kind of overspend uh, situation, be it minor or material, or if it's a procedural breach that you've just sent it all in, these are all going to be precedent-setting uh, things. And I've, I've kind of been looking you know, through the, the, the list of um, sanctions that can be levied by the FIA. You read it off the top here, but I had to go back and I've kind of been tossing around and letting it bounce off the inside of my head here as we've been talking. So the choices, like you said, were a public reprimand, a deduction of constructors or drivers championship points, suspensions from events, limitations on aerodynamic testing or reduction of the cost cap. And of course, there's a bit of a sliding scale in severity from basically, you know, a slap on a wrist to which, you know, basically, is, I guess, could be the procedural thing that uh, that, that Williams um, found themselves in and Aston Martin is in that they've just sort of submitted their paperwork too late. And what did you say that Williams paid? What was at a $25,000 fine, which, you know, in Formula One terms is is a pretty light fine. So maybe Aston Martin will be looking at something else. I would think like suspension from like events or championships, that would be like on the worst end of the scale of like a material overspend, some deviousness involved, you know, let's call it creative like <laughs> accounting for, for lack of a better term. But, you know, the one thing that really kind of I don't really like, and here's the deduction of drivers' championship points. Like, like, what does like any one of those twenty drivers in the cars have to do with the with, with the, uh, the the whole cost cap submission? I think that you know you 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 race as a team, you work as a team, you live together as a team. I think that it's it's more appropriate if there's any deduction of points, it should come from the constructor side. It, unless it was like your worst case mega overspend and 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 deviousness, then by all means, you know, wipe them, you know, clean, you know, exclude them from the championship. But it, it sounds like we're we're not like in any sort of that that uh, situation. So, you know, perhaps maybe something fitting is like the, the the reprimand, maybe some sort of fine, and then you know, if say they're they're 
two and a half percent over maybe for for next year something is is uh, appropriate in the, the the terms of okay you were two and a half percent over in your spend we double that and we re- we reduce that from your your cost cap limit for next year so basically they take a five percent hit on what they're allowed to spend so instead of 145 million i know it's sliding down but say in the case of 145 million say now they're only allowed to spend 140 million i mean that that five uh, you know five million dollars is, is quite a bit according to Mattia Badotto, team principal of uh, Ferrari, he says that five million bucks is uh, the equivalent of about half a second advantage on the track. So, you know, that, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a heck of a lot of time when you put it into like performance value into into the car. So, yeah, I guess it really depends, Tim, what kind of shakes out of this and what, what's where, where it finally lands, because both, both sides are going to go back and forth on it, saying this is what our people are telling us. And the FIO say, well, that's fine, but... We've looked at it and we're getting this. So explain to us with those numbers why we're getting this instead. So, And then also, I think it'll be, the more this kind of plays out, the more interesting it'll kind of learn, like, well, where does Red Bull Technologies fall under? Where does the Red Bull Powertrains Department fall under um, under the Red Bull Racing umbrella? So all that, I think, will be quite fascinating to find out. But yeah, like I was saying, I think this is a big moment for, for the FIA and, and how they handle this uh, situation. So that's not the only news that we got on Monday. The W Series has called off the final three races of their 2022 season due to um, funding issues. The W Series says that, quote, the decision has been made to focus on the longer term fundraising process to enable the longevity and financial health of the W Series into 2023 and uh, beyond. Uh, Daily, what do you make of this? Yeah, a little bit disappointing, but I guess maybe it's news that's not really news because Hammy and I kind of picked up on this story on our own pod, uh, you know, about three or four days ago. But it sounded like there there might have been some somebody, uh, a U.S. based investor that uh, might have uh, been willing to come in and kind of fund this thing to get across the finish line at the last couple of events. Because I guess they were going to be running races at Coda in a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. Grand Prix, and then then down in Mexico City. Ultimately, this uh, didn't didn't uh, didn't come out or didn't didn't happen. So it's disappointing that they're they're not going to make it to the end of the year. But hopefully, they can uh, regroup and get their finances in order and come back to the grid for for 2023. Yeah, definitely disappointing um, for everybody involved over at the uh, W Series. I know a lot of the people behind the scenes they work pretty hard at uh, making that series great. So Jamie Chadwick is the 2022 W Series champion and uh recently she was testing for andretti autosport over in indy lights so who knows where her career might take her here next i mean she may come over to uh, north america and start racing in indy lights on her way to uh, indycar who knows but um yeah i think it's uh for for jamie chadwick in particular it's definitely exciting times yeah sounds like it you know i mean she's proven in the last couple of years just like what a talented driver that she is and you know, like you just mentioned, she's got had that opportunity to test with Andretti and Indy Lights. I mean, hopefully, this is just the like a you know a foothold, and uh, you know her career goes from there. Because I mean, that's what we want to see. And you know, Hammy and I we talk about it uh, occasionally on our pod that regardless what what series it is, I mean, we want to see the best drivers kind of filtering up and and bubbling up to the surface. So hopefully for for Jamie that uh, she gets to to keep this uh, progression in in her own career, and hopefully the, the W Series comes back to promote. Uh, women's racing and also try and uh, you know develop more Jamie Chadwick's that'd be awesome so let's move on to um, Twitter because we got some questions on there 
Uh, we'll start with at Diane Leifer. I hope I got that right. If I understand it correctly, Danny Ricardo isn't interested in understanding the technical aspects of the car. What racing team anywhere would be interested in his services if that's the case? I don't necessarily think that's uh, true. I'm not too sure where uh, you picked that one up from, but... Yeah, I mean, for Danny Ricardo, it's extremely important to understand as much of the te- technical aspects of the race car as you can daily. Yeah, that that's an interesting comment because, uh, I mean, these aren't simple vehicles like, you know, we hop into when we run down to the supermarket or down to the gas station or go up to the cabin for their, for a holiday or whatever, right? I mean, uh, you know, when you watch these uh, drivers in the cars, I mean, there's a billion dials of buttons on the steering wheels that they can adjust the brake balance, they can adjust this and that. And also, they need to know, okay, if I press this button or I turn this dial, this is going to activate this system and it's going to do this or that. So you need to know what what am I activating? What am I deactivating? And what are going to be the consequences of, you know, pressing that button for for lack of a, you know, lack of a further explanation? Yeah, from at CC... CC, (laughs) if having any part on your car out of regulation results in a massive race day penalty, what should the penalty be if funds not within financial regulation are used to upgrade a car? Um, yeah, it's kind of something that, uh, Mark, you and I just kind of sort of touched on with with that question, but it is interesting to to, uh, to see like what what first of all where did where where was the money put and you know where did it go did it go to things that happened off track did it go to things that went into the race car whereabouts did the spend sort of happened and how much was that spend and then I think from there you know you probably have to take a look at like does that equate to on-track performance wherever, you know, the money went to. Uh, and I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, right? I mean, say they've spent like half a million dollars that they're saying, oh, that's part of that overspend is in catering. Okay, well, sure, maybe that money was spent on catering, but that meant that that there was another $500,000 somewhere else that went into developing the car. So did somewhere, did it have like an unintended consequence or an intended consequence to influence the track advantage? From at F1 IMI. Oh, God, I hope I got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Rumor is that the relationship between Liberty and the FIA lately seems to be strained. Uh, Do you believe this to be true? And would all this negative publicity create a bigger friction? Do you think if the FIA decided to share the 21 World Drivers Championship between Lewis and Max, the anger with the fans will lessen. What do you think, Daly? What do you think on that one? Mm. Well, the first part, uh, just, uh, you know, friction between Liberty and the FIA. I mean, you got regulator, governing body, and the commercial rights holder. So they've got two completely different jobs. They got two completely different uh, perspectives when it comes to Formula One and how it should be run and what needs to happen. And and at some point, there's going to be conflict. I I don't think that this is really surprising. You know, I'll be quite honest, I I haven't heard anything to suggest that there is, but just in generally speaking, that they're going to butt heads at some point. And I guess it just depends really on the nature of the issue. Depends, uh, will influence the outcome is like, you know, how, how mad are they at, uh, at each other? But 
to going back to like the second part of that question, you'll s- share the 21 champion between Lewis and Max. I think you're either, you know, team Max or team LH. And I think that uh, regardless, <laughs> you, you know, you, it's going to be one or the other. I think that uh, all you would have is uh, instead of, you know, team Max being thrilled that he won and uh, team LH feeling that uh, Lewis forever has been cheated out of that. You'll just have a hundred percent of everybody not being happy. So <laughs> I don't know, unless, unless you don't have a dog in that fight, you're probably going to be, uh, you, you wouldn't be in favor of that outcome. From at Robert P. Newman, thoughts on the W series ending uh, the season. Will this be the end of the series? What will happen with Jamie Chadwick? Does she get a ride somewhere else? Uh, it's hard to say whether or not daily this is going to be the end of the of the W series. Um, I mean, it could be quite difficult. I think. I mean, I think you know they may have to take a closer look at you know if they can find some budget to continue this, um, which they feel that they can. You know, where are you going to spend it? How are you going to spend it? It doesn't make sense to fly everyone over to you know, the United States and race at Austin, Texas, if you don't have a huge budget, because you have to remember you're, you're freighting all of the cars, all of the team personnel, everyone to come over and do that race. Now, is that, you know, does that make a ton of sense? You know, I remember there in Miami for, for that event. And, you know, I was hearing whispers already that they were struggling with some funding. And I was thinking, well, you know, why are they, why are they in Miami? I mean, this is really, I think, like at the end of the day, I I hope it survives. Um, and as for as for Jamie, like I I hope she's able to cling on to a ride somewhere because I think she's absolutely incredibly talented. Yeah, hundred percent. And just uh, I'll throw this out here for you because we know everybody, the W Series organizers, listen to the TSN Racing Pod, which they obviously should be. Why not uh, instead of trying to stretch it out over and 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 kind of make it a global series at this point in their 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 evolu- uh, evolution? Pardon me. Why not maybe concentrate? Okay, we're going to hit six or seven of the uh, support races on the Formula One calendar in Europe, and then maybe next year. Okay, so we have like uh, we have Montreal, we've got Miami, we got Vegas, we've got Mexico City. Maybe you have like a North American theme. Then maybe you have like an Asian theme. You kind of hit the Asian and maybe the Middle Eastern races or something like that. Maybe you just try and keep it focused regionally in in the time being until you get more established, and then. At, uh, at some point in the future, then try to say, hop along and say, okay, well, we're going to be on, on the support card or run events, however you're going to do it independently at these races, on these tracks, on however many continents you want. So maybe just from a logistics point of view, maybe something like that would be something they'd like to consider. Yeah, I think it's still smart to just stick with Formula One and be that undercard as well. It, I mean, it's good for it's good for the drivers. It keeps them in the team's in the team's eyes. Uh, and that's always really important because all of the feeder systems that do work with formula one, obviously being on the undercard, it is important that they are there. So the teams can actually see them and watch what certain drivers are doing. Um, because, you know, from my experience and I've done all of these feeder series is it's just that you want to be in, in their eyes and in their minds, uh, every weekend, uh, that you can, so they don't forget about you because obviously team personnel, they have other things going on like dealing with formula one. So, um, I just think it's really important that, 
you know, the W Series comes back, and I think that they should still be racing with and along with Formula One, but in maybe selected events that, you know, obviously put the W Series in a great, great spotlight. Um, from at Gary Pointer 4, was the first corner an all-time classic late-breaking in the wet by Verstappen or too conservative uh, an entry by Charles Leclerc? That's a good question. I mean... That that was uh I in my opinion, from Verstappen, I absolutely loved how aggressive he was on that start and that go karting line he decided to take um to get that little bit extra grip in the wet to go around the outside at corner you know one and two in Suzuka is was pretty incredible and and I think on Leclerc's part I think he kind of played it just right where he wasn't overly aggressive but was aggressive just enough because i think if you're in leclerc's shoes if he is any if he's any more aggressive in that in that in that moment he probably takes both of them out oh yeah an incredible awareness of both of those cars just to to know situationally where they are where their like their their opponent is at that point on the race and especially with those cold tires on the wet track going in the first corner i thought it was i thought it was fantastic when we were sitting there in that delay period between you know the the the, the red flag and then the eventual restart weeks later it felt like <laughs> it just i you know they they replayed it i went back and watched it after the race was over a couple of times it really really was something really quite incredible it's too bad it only lasted a couple of corners but it was a treat while it lasted. Uh, Daily, this has been fun. Thanks again, man, for uh, for doing this and take it, taking the time. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on. Well, they can find me in my kitchen in a moment because there's a turkey sandwich that's calling my name literally. And when uh, I'm, while I'm putting that together, they can go check out our feed on uh, Spotify at Apple Podcasts. We're Scootery F1 Podcast. You can catch us on uh, Twitter. That's the best place. Scootery F1 Pod, and we usually have two shows a week, so come check us out. And Tim join us uh, joins us quite often, and it's always a, a good time. And enjoy doing this as always. Thanks again, buddy. Appreciate it. 